The Body Talks Podcast. Exploring the wisdom within us. Welcome to The Body Talks. On this episode, I interview my dear friend and fellow mover, Renee Ogle. Renee has had a life in movement growing up in the dance world and training in the Pilates method from her teenage years. She taught Pilates in the top studios in the 90s and, like me, was in one of the early waves of teachers that spread Pilates to mainstream Australia at the beginning of the early 2000s. She has run successful Pilates studios in Newcastle and in the last decade has developed her vocal and piano skills, performing and teaching in between raising a family. Welcome, Renee. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I want to tell everyone how we met. We were both working at one of the original Pilates studios in Sydney. It was actually we... at Surrey Hills and I was thinking of it the other day and I was thinking of when we first met and it was like I completely went back to that time and I actually remembered like the top I was wearing like the aqua wow. color and like you know I was so we were both so young and so keen you know what I mean and I remember the the color I was wearing this beautiful aqua top and I remember meeting you and it was just at this instant connection and you just said to me and I think we were standing around the trap table and yeah so it yeah. was in Surrey Hills at um what studio was William that Penn. Yeah, William yeah. Penhouse Studio. And it was like, and you just said to me, we've, we've just got to, we started talking about dancing and our background and how mm. we both went to America and did the American Dance Festival. Like no this one. Is what, this yeah, is what no I one. discovered, this yeah. magical thing. That's um, right. That we realised our, not only our professional backgrounds, but our dance, our travelling to the American Dance Festival, our Pilates and, training, our apprenticeship, yeah. our industry, yeah. um, as industry professionals, we had an almost identical a mirror type background. background. And similar families. And as, as we grew up, we found our partners married, had children, even our they, lives. So your far brother, apart. your brother knew my we sister. Had, Connections and, with our family, yeah. And even though we've maintained our relationship over the phone, literally over the phone for years at a time, our lives still seem to have mirrored each other. Yeah. And I'm so glad that this sprung up straight away for you because I wanted to ask you if you could tell your list, tell the listeners what you think is at play here. Is this energetic? This this connection that we had is it is it predetermined? Definitely, and I think it all boils back down to you know the law of attraction. The law of attraction. It's just so true. We were like mirrors, you know. So we connected of like a vibrational thing. It's like whatever vibration I'm on, I'm going to be bringing that vibration back in. It's a mirror reflection constantly. It's kind of like the law of, it's the law of physics. It's like, you know, like what you're putting out is coming back, you know. and How does it work with us so far apart? How do you think it works? And before we met, we'd had these 
similar paths. Mm. I think it all comes into timing, the divine timing of when we were meant to connect because Mm. we were just at a stage where I think we were ready to connect. I think everything, nothing is a mistake, you know, because I was even thinking with both of our husbands, like, Mm. and how, you know, when we were young, you know, we were very kind of carefree. We, We were both very similar. It was like commitment, like, no, you know, no commitment, you know, <laughs> let's just have fun. And then all of a sudden it was bang. We just kind of both met again, a similar thing, our soulmate. Still fun. Still fun. Another still way. fun, <laughs> but still fun. But it's like we met our soulmate and it was, that was the same thing. And I was thinking of you this morning and I was just thinking, wow, Rachel's just like this completely different girl. Like she's committed. <laughs> she's got three kids. And you know what I mean? And I'm the same. Yes. So, yeah. And I've got two kids. And I can't believe you had three kids. <laughs> it's like, and I think, wow, how do you do that? But anyway. So I wanted to ask you about your practice, how you practice energy work and meditation mm. and are a master at following the quiet messages the body whispers. Mm. And recently you had a revelation about rules and shoulds that you mentioned to me mm-hmm. in the in the example it was you realized you had been following rules around what to eat what not mm-hmm. to eat mm-hmm. and can you tell us about that revelation mm. well I think it all ties in it was kind of like I've been getting the messages for a long time and I was thinking well and you know no offense to anyone who wants to follow a very very you know, strict diet, you know, of a vegan or whatever, I have no judgment. But what came in for me was, why don't I just loosen up? Why don't I just eat what the body feels? Because I think we get stuck in a program of this is right, this is wrong, this is good for me, this is bad for me. But what about just letting it all go? And it was like this week, you know, just bringing back the yogurt. Well, it was the most funny, like a good quality yogurt with all the good bacterias. You know, they, they keep talking about the inner gut. Everything comes from the inner gut, you know. It was so fascinating. Had cut it out for so long, suddenly brought it back in. Don't need to go over the top with it. Don't need to with anything. Just have it in moderation. All of a sudden, as soon as I ate it, my stomach <laughs> felt so good. It was like I had been missing out on this because mine was saying, oh, don't, don't, you know, I had been giving up the gluten and the dairy and then all of a sudden I'd been getting whispers, you know, just bring it back in. Tell me about these whispers, these messages. Are they coming these from? These whispers for me, it's something that because I make a conscious effort to slow down and that comes from every single time I've gotten into trouble or something hasn't gone my way, Every single time I was on the rush hurry frequency. Mm. You know? So, you know, just get, and it, it's, it, it's weird. So, EG, I was pregnant with Olivia and I was just like right at the end of the pregnancy and I was like, got to get out, got to get out walking, got to get moving, go, go, mm. go, right, right mm. to the end. And mm. I literally was about to have her, fell down the hill you know, cut my hand open, sprained my ankle, had to be rushed to hospital, fell down the hill. And in that fall, I had the 
the message that just came so clearly, you know, as I fainted or went out to it, whatever it was, slow down. (laughs) (laughs) And so my whole motivation now is to slow down, you know, breathe. It doesn't have to be done this second. Not everything has to be done this second. It's never going to be all done, you know. It's like when is it all done? It's never done. And you're going to get the, do you feel like then slowing down, you will be, you're more in a position to hear the messages from. Definitely. And I think that's why the meditation practice is just so important. It's like the fundamental, you know, you talk to any amazing singer, you know, you talk to any amazing being, you know, like Alicia Keys, like Oprah Winfrey, (laughs) they all meditate, you know, Mm. Brene Brown, where do they, where, you know, any inspirational person, you'll always find there's meditation there. And is your meditation practice a daily thing? A daily thing? Mm. Tell us about that. For me, it's just carving the time, carving the time for me. So it's just like carving that time of space where I slow down and I recharge, you know, because it's not out there. It's not the inspiration, you know, we want to reach out there, but it, it actually is in here. It comes in through the top, you know, white light and out. So, mm. yeah, I, di- I didn't think I'd be talking so much about more the spiritual path, but that's mm. how it's turned out again, you know. Up. Yeah. How does your singing mm. and piano playing intersect with your views about the body? So you you just mentioned before we started and mm. hit record yep. how your singing has now sort of moved into your Pilates practice so can you tell us a little bit about how your singing and your piano and it sort of intersects with with the physical oh definitely well Well, with the body yeah I think I think you know with the singing and the more with the piano you you connect on a soul level you know because it was interesting I was watching this interview the other day of Alicia Keys and she is just like writing about her stuff her lessons, her feelings, her emotions, and that is why she connects with so many people because it's like she's just her, she's in a soul, she's connecting. So what it really is, I think it's just, you know, we just have to connect with our spirit, our soul, and then we reach that energy out to others. And I think it's really about getting the chi going. So everything, you know, dancing, Pilates, singing, piano, walking, swimming, getting into nature. It's just about getting that chi loosened up and unblocked, you know, because I think when we get blocked is when the little, you know, bumps occur. Mm. So the chi being the energy. I think for me, yeah, I I think the Pilates and everything, you know, because I knew you wanted to talk about the Pilates and the singing, just those two little things. But I think it's like what I was saying before, it's like when I do the Pilates and then all of a sudden that unblocks the chi, that stretches out the muscles, that all that tension that I've been holding in my body and then that allows to flow kind of, then all of a sudden you want to, you know, your body wants to sing because you've unblocked whatever you were kind of 
holding on to. And this is why body work's so important because, you know, if we don't do it, we get stuck. And then it's just how we're feeling. We're feeling stuck and we're feeling not alive. We're not feeling free, you know. So mm. I think. Can even, I ask? Mm, getting. Can I just quickly say something? It was just, just I just got to, sure. uh, you know, and with the singing, I think everyone thinks, I remember one singing teacher said to me, she goes, why do you want to keep doing all the exercises and why do you want to keep practising and if you've got no performance coming up on the weekend? And uh, mm. it's an interesting question, isn't it? Because I wasn't mm. actually motivated Where's the reasoning? by a performance. Mm. I was actually mm. just doing it because it made me feel good and my soul felt good and I was unblocking and because I've already been a performer and I've danced on stage every night as a dancer, mm. I had fed that like, you know, well, so I already fed that. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was nothing. an internal reasoning. That's right. Know, an so it was, an, it was an interesting thing because I just was not fed by anyone even looking at me. Mm. <laughs> You know, I wasn't, mm. it was just that to do it for my soul and my spirit, you know, and it's the same with Pilates, you know. It's not like, oh, gee, this summer I've got to get into my bikini. It's, or, you know, it's like not an external thing. It's just an internal thing. It's like, oh, gee, after that workout and then you just feel, oh, I feel so much better. And then that's do it. Find, though, do you find that's what I've asked you many times because, in my my life as a as a mover too, mm. I ended up finding because I knew the Pilates lines of movement, the specific Pilates lines of movement in the body so well, mm. it kind of didn't activate anymore because it was sort of that, that the lines were so gone over. So how do you find that mm. freshness? You're saying you really get a mm. beautiful invigoration still. Mm. I don't. I do say actually. I'm a horse over here, but yeah. I. Yeah, I got to a point where I needed to move in different lines, but how do you you still obviously get a huge I do. benefit and, and a refreshing flow of chi from those exercises that you have been doing for mm. many and, decades? And what it is, what, what is that? Mm, okay, that's that's a good question. Very good <laughs> question. For me, I kind of again, I kind of go first into a meditation, but I also do the exercises don't feel the same because I really, really focus on the breath. I really then tune into my body for that day and I'm like, you know, what what do I actually need? So it's never really the same patterny. And mm. I actually even sometimes I do like a little bit of a little bit of yoga, a bit of Tai Chi. I'm very creative with the way I kind of do it, you know? Mm. So, and then I might even do a bit of singing, like, because it's like, oh, I just need to loosen that up or I just have this urge to do it. So I think it's just, it's amazing that you even thought of that question, but, but it's more like, again, I go into a meditation, a channeling of what I need today, you know, what do I, what do I need to work into and so it doesn't ever feel like the same day or the same workout mm. you know mm. yeah mm. did that answer and enough it did and I was just thinking did it take it it's hard to know because you had a 
a lifetime of moving and so you're incredibly kinesthetically aware. Mm. But for someone who's not had a lifetime, do you think it would take something like a bit of a like the fall that you had or we hope not, but mm. do, will, it take, will it take that for someone to go, I've got to listen up, I've got to listen to my body. Do you think it would take that or it can be less dramatic, it can be a well, progression? Actually, that, that's a really good question too. I think everyone's different. I don't think, you know, we'd want to say, oh, gee, we want something bad to happen to someone because, mm. you know, so they wake up. But mm. I just feel like, yeah, everyone's on their own journey. But it, w- w- watching a lot of other people's interviews, <laughs> again, talking about Oprah, because I do find her very inspirational. Mm. It's funny how she explained it one time. It's kind of like, you know, we're not listening. We get a little tap, you know, we're not listening again. We get a bigger nudge, you know, we're not listening. And then, you know, kaboom, we have, yeah. So I think. You know, as much as we don't want to admit it, I think sometimes we kind of just want to turn a blind eye to all this kind of soul stuff because sometimes it's easier just to not go there. But Mm -hmm. it's quite exciting when you do go there because I think you really start to look at yourself and you really start to, yeah, I think you really start to find yourself and know yourself better and then you kind of go, oh, that didn't work. Oh, you know, mm. I'd better take a, a direct, yeah, better, a more direct better go over in another direction. Oh, that's not really flowing for me, you know. So, oh, maybe I might mm. take it to another direction. You know what I mean? You get to know listening to yourself and what that is and, and you have a clearer through line mm. to mm. messages mm. Um, that you can then. But I think if you're feeling, I think if you're feeling that numbness, I think, in life or you're feeling, you know, that nothing's exciting you or I think meditation probably is the best place to start because it's just sitting. It's not something's got to happen to make me excited, Mm. you know. So I think it's like learning to go within first, then the outward will happen for you, you know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Yeah. I wanted to ask two last questions, the mm-hmm. signature, signature questions on the podcast. Where is your favourite place to sit? So that to sit doesn't necessarily mean to meditate. It could yeah, be yeah, just yeah, to yeah. sit. I do. I um, actually have a chair or chair, train, anywhere. Yep. Where is your favourite place to My sit? My favourite place to sit is in our um, living room. It's just on a really comfortable leather chair. And I write there. That's another thing that I do a lot of writing, writing, writing your feelings, writing your message, like your messages that that are needing to come through for you. You know what I mean? Like connecting, if you're into the spiritual plane, connecting with your spiritual guides or whatever you want to call it, the mm-hmm. the oneness, mm-hmm. the you know. So you're kind of knowing that you're on your path for you. How are you feeling? You know, like even writing your emotions down, like that's just another huge, and I know, well, again, that's another mirror. You're a writer. Mm. Mm. You're more of a professional writer. I'm more of a writer for my own being, you know, but we both write. 
Yeah. And um, so my favourite chair, it's just in the living room. I read there. I'm reading a really cool book at the moment. I can't think of the name, but it was. It's it's just about these showgirls back in the 1940s. She wrote E. Pray oh, Love. I'm trying to think of the name of the book. It's something Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah, but this is her other book, and it's just which is really fun for me because you know I you know I did the you know the dancing and the whole mm-hmm. kind of shows the whole performance side. So it's kind of a really nice book. And, yeah, so I do have my mm. favourite chair. That's where I have my coffee. And if I don't feel like sitting at the table, I just, you know, a bit like an old grandma, you know, get out of cooking and just sit because sometimes I just don't feel like sitting at the dining table. It mm. just feels too formal, you know. Mm. So, and even, and, and that's an, uh, another thing, you know, like, you know, we're all, you know, all stressed out. A lot of people, you, you know, you're constantly hearing, you know, can't lose weight, can't lose weight. And I think it comes back very much to the French thing. Just sit down and just relax and, and just eat your meal. Like, you know, like everyone's trying to eat while they're in the car or eat. Takeaways. Yeah, and it, and it's kind of like just get back to just sitting and just enjoying your food and then you find that everything works itself out. You know, the weight That's problem right. will just kind of disappear because I think you just kind of, yeah, I'm very much always into the, the French way of being. Like you, you, when you go over there, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, they actually just sit down at lunch and enjoy lunch. and It's, it's not, they're not thinking, I don't think I'm giving myself permission, but you could say in, in a, more of our context, it could be that if you sit, you're allowing yourself and your body time, okay. meeting, whatever the words you want to use, yeah. um, space to do its thing, which mm. is give you this incredible feedback of taste buds and and company and connection of people you're sitting with or yeah. even the, the feel of the utensils in your hands, any everything, mm. the texture. That you're Just enough. connecting with sitting still again. And taking that time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So how, uh, what is your favourite way to move is the other question. So that can be anything. So gardening, cooking, playing with your children. I've got a few different ways I like to move. Mm. (laughs) I like dancing with Olivia, my daughter. (laughs) She's a cackle. But there's just many ways I love to move. Like I love doing the Pilates. I love dancing. I love um you know, I love going for big walks. Like I've always told you, you know, I go up to Shoal Bay, I go for a big walk and then I just like strip off and then just jump in the ocean <laughs> and just obviously with swimmers on. <laughs> and What a shame. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. So it's just like and then just get in the ocean and then like often you'll just see the dolphins come up you know, up and down and you just look out to those hills and the water's crystal clear blue. So for me it's just like getting into nature, you know, just appreciating just life, you know, like and um, after what we've been through with the corona and everything, I think, you know, more than ever it's just like, you know, getting back to you, getting back to you, getting back to what makes you happy you know, in in times of high stress. 
Renee, you live a beautiful life and I will put in the show notes where people can find you online or if they are in the Newcastle area. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, it's been absolute pleasure as always, as our phone calls are always full of joy and I love you so much and yeah, that was fun. we'll We'll keep on keeping on. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Body Talks. Please hit the subscribe button in your pod player and check out the show notes to find links to the concepts raised in the show. For more resources and to dig deeper, head over to the website thebodytalks.net.